Hey, it's time to start making plans to attend the premier true crime event of the year, CrimeCon UK. CrimeCon is the world's number one true crime event, and if you're fascinated by all things true crime, you won't want to miss it. CrimeCon UK will be held on June 10th and 11th at the Leonardo Royal Hotel Tower Bridge in London. What is CrimeCon? CrimeCon is part education, part advocacy, part discovery, and 100% fun when you attend with your true crime obsessed friends. Don't have true crime obsessed friends or family? No problem. You'll find your tribe at CrimeCon UK. Attendees say that CrimeCon was not only the best weekend of their entire year, but they left with a great experience and new friends. Over CrimeCon weekend, you'll get up close and personal with true crime experts, learn from advocates for justice, and rub elbows with true crime stars and celebs, like documentary filmmakers, investigators, and podcasters involved with some of the most talked about true crime cases today. In the breakout sessions, you will delve deeper into cases and hear real life stories directly from survivors and victims' families. And you won't want to miss one of the most popular features of CrimeCon, Podcast Row, where you'll meet all your favorite true crime podcasters and YouTubers from around the world. I'll be there again to meet you all, and I can't wait. So get your tickets today and mark your calendars for June 10th and 11th in London. Go to crimecon.co.uk to get more information and register. Use my offer code onceupon for discounted tickets. CrimeCon UK, the ultimate true crime event. This podcast details true crime cases. It contains adult themes and may contain descriptions of violence. It is not intended for children. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Once Upon a Crime. Well, this episode for me is kind of bittersweet. Why? Well, I'm super excited to once again welcome Leroy Luna, host of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, to help me out today. But I'm also bummed that this is our last episode together for this series. And I feel like it's really been a lot of fun. What, what about you, Leroy? Uh, no, I'm so happy <laughs> when this one's over. You've been very unprofessional. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's actually been really fun to, to hang out. Yeah, it's, it, and it's been fun to do something different. You know, I know that you do this kind of thing a little bit in a different way, of course, you know, on your show. But... Uh, I don't get to do this very often, so it's, you know, it's really kind of good to get away from all the murdery stuff and all the really dark, heavy stuff and just do something kind of fun and a little bit lighter once in a while. So, but for those of you who have not yet listened to Leroy's podcast, it's called Excuse Me, That's Illegal. Uh, First of all, make sure that you go right now to whatever podcast app you're using or listening to, type in Excuse Me, That's Illegal and hit follow or subscribe. Go ahead. We'll wait. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Got it? Yep. And I've noticed, I have heard from a few people um, saying that they enjoy the podcast and they reached out to me. So oh, thanks cool. already. But yeah, plenty more room in the minivan for you guys. I just got it steam cleaned. It was starting to smell a little, but <laughs> but yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah now you got you to gotta ramp it up a bit now, right? You've got these one kind of crime <laughs> listeners coming over. They're, they expect quality <laughs> things <Yeah>. to work. <laughs> Class. <laughs> 
But if you haven't listened yet, uh, Leroy covers true crime cases from like we were talking about the lighter side of things. Uh, the crimes are often weird. They're kind of wacky. Sometimes they're just plain odd. Okay. So give us an example of one of your favorites, Leroy, from, from that you've covered on Excuse Me, That's Illegal. Well, well when you ask me for one of my favorites, it's kind of like asking me, you know, which one's my favorite child? Because these are my babies, right? Right. Um, but <laughs> uh, one that does stand out is the... Um, you might remember this one, uh, it's episode 56. It was serial cat shavers. And um, this is weird because there was about three three different parts of the world uh, this was happening. Um, a couple of them in England. One of them was in Virginia where these cats were disappearing just, I don't know, for a few hours at a time. And then they'd show back up being disheveled and, and they would have just shitty haircuts like someone was shaving patches off their backs or even in their genital regions which is kind of gross um and yeah no none of nobody ever got caught for this and yeah i was i don't know it's just a mystery that that haunts me to this day i'm not really a cat guy anyways so it might have been someone who's allergic to cats and i have no reason I, I don't know why they would do this. Like maybe it, I thought maybe it happened on a TV show or something and people were copying it, but I haven't heard of anything like that. So it's just one of those weird, weird things. You, you know, it's so weird. I was thinking about this. I, I don't know why this popped in my head as I was uh, getting ready for today, but I thought there's quite a few things that you've covered that are just kind of weird fetishes people have, right? Like, and yeah. <laughs> And it's stuff that you, nobody would ever think of. Like, why would that be a thing? Like, what do you get out of shaving a cat? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, what is the, what is the payoff? Or maybe we don't want to know. I'm not sure. But yeah, true. Yeah, but it's just they are shaving of, them. <laughs> a lot of weird people out there, man. Uh, like, you know, hopefully we don't come across them too often in our normal day to day lives, or at least don't know how weird they are <laughs> when we do. Yeah, that, that think, would be wild, though. I think that would keep you um, up at night, knowing that, what's in people's minds, you know, that you just pass on a daily basis. So some of my favorite episodes of Excuse Me, That's Illegal are about criminals who are just too dumb for their craft. And how they think they can get away with such ridiculous capers is that's always baffles me. It's always amusing to me. So I thought, what better way to round off this April Fool's theme than to talk about some of the dumbest criminals we've come across while researching true crime. And I've titled this World's Worst Criminals. I thought about it after. I'm like, people are going to think that's the, the very worst, you know. But I'm not talking about worst <laughs> as in most evil or whatever. I'm talking about the worst as in not getting away with crime because it's just they're so bad at it, right? Not evil geniuses. Yeah. Not by long, long shot. People are not evil geniuses. So, Leroy, you, of course, are much more knowledgeable in this area uh, because you've been doing this for a while. Oh, as a matter of fact, I want to say, didn't you just put out episode 99? Is that, do I have that right? Yeah. 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 Working on episode 100 right now. Oh. It'll, it should be out um, April 20th, actually. So this 420, month. 420, man. <laughs> so this month, April 20th, <laughs> is going to be your 100th, 100th episode. That's, that's amazing. You're a real podcaster. Yeah. You've earned your stripes that way. So that's cool. Congrats on that. That's that's amazing. Um, so anyway, like I said, you're more knowledgeable in this area. So I'm going to let you kick things off with this. I've got a few stories of my own to share, you know, just just for shits and giggles. Let's see like how I can compete with your caliber of, you know, story here. But I'm going to go ahead and let you start. You're hyping me up a little <laughs> bit too much. I kind of just Google stuff anyway. <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best, though. Okay, so this incident started at about 8 a.m. at a muffler shop in Chicago, Chicago, back in 2008. A masked man armed with a revolver came into Velazquez Mufflers for Less and began demanding money. Employees told him they only had a few bucks and that they couldn't open the safe. So the man was frustrated and he left two phone numbers for them to call uh, when the owner returned with combination. Before leaving, he said, quote, you guys better call me. Otherwise, I'm going to come back and shoot you. Uh, the employees did call him back, but first they made a call to Chicago PD. Officers dressed in plain clothes came to the shop, and once they were situated, they told the employees to call the man back. So they did just that. Uh, the man returned at about noon, 
wearing the same mask and black clothing he had on before. And when he arrived, police uh, told the employees to get to the back of the shop. A police source said the teen, oh yeah, this buffoon was only 18 years old, by the way. Uh, He pulled a gun from his hooded sweatshirt, and that's when at least one officer opened fire. Uh, The man's injury was not thought to be life-threatening, the source said. So yeah, he got shot in the leg. Uh, The the man's name was Ruben Zarat, and uh, the would-be robber uh, was charged with attempted armed robbery and aggravated assault of a police officer. Uh, I know this guy was only 18, but I mean, come on. That's uh, still a very bonehead move. I don't know how, like, he thought that would play out. (laughs) Employees would tell their manager. They'd see the manager and go, oh, great, you're here. Uh, There's some guy who wants... uh, Wants you to open a safe. <laughs> oh, my. you know, it's funny. I, when I was going through and looking for some of these stories, I, I saw that a lot. There was a couple of them that were like bank robberies where they would write, you know, the give me all your money note on the back of their own check or <laughs> something that had their, their, you know, contact information on it or something like that. I've saw quite a few where they like stole something and then weren't happy with it. And then called the cops to complain about what they stole. <laughs> that they didn't get their, I don't Real know. Real Karen move. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it was crazy. And that this is one of them. Um, this is a short one. It's called Drug Deals Gone Wrong. In August 2007, a woman in Rochelle, Georgia, successfully committed the crime of purchasing and ingesting crack cocaine. But after she split her purchase and smoked one third, she found she wasn't intoxicated. Fearing that she'd been ripped off, the woman, 53-year-old Juanita Marie Jones, called local police to enlist their help to, quote, get her money back. When deputies arrived at her home, she showed her purchase to them, and they promptly arrested her for possession of crack. So, I mean, come on. So she wasn't high, but, I mean, she acted like she was, because who would call the cops to say, wait a minute, I didn't get what, you know, the crack that I had ordered or something, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, goes to show. Yeah, she probably was high and just didn't realize it. <laughs> but or, I saw um, a lot of those those like people feeling like they got ripped off from drug deals would call the cops. And so, <laughs> have you come across yeah, just any like of those? You, like you said before, with um, guys like uh, BTK, like in jail, like complaining about the inhumane conditions. Meanwhile, you know, you killed like twenty people or whatever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and you're complaining about that. Yeah. I was trying to puzzle this out. If it was fake, if it wasn't crack, then how did she get arrested for possession of crack? So was it crack? And she just didn't, like you said, she didn't know or she thought she wasn't high. Maybe she just, maybe she was used to getting more high off crack. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, they might have cut it too much. But yeah, at the same time, then whoever dealt it to them, like, were they doing a crime? Because like, what do you want them to get arrested for? Yeah. Baking soda. Distribution of fake, <laughs> fake crack. It's funny. I guess I would assume it it was crack because they arrested her. So I, that's very very odd. Not the brightest. This is what we're saying. So you have another one for us. <laughs> yep. Okay. This next one I actually covered on uh, episode fifty seven of my podcast. It was called Garbage and Grudges. Okay, we're in New York. And uh, Cheryl and Edward Patton, they're a retired couple in their 70s. Well, they found an empty coffee cup on their front lawn sometime in 2018. No big deal, right? Well, that would be the beginning of a three-year ordeal. And when all was said and done, um, Edward would collect over 300 of these coffee cups, all from McDonald's, and they were all marked decaf, which, ugh. What's the point? But um, right. <laughs> what a monster. Um, so who was harassing this couple who uh, claimed to have no enemies at all whatsoever? Um, this sounded silly, but it was it was stressing out the old couple. And Edward, who had health issues in the past, well, he would hobble down their long driveway and he'd pick up the cups every day. Um, sometimes he'd let them collect for a few days uh, to save himself the trip. But, um, yeah, it was getting weird. Like, he, he didn't want to um, bother the, the police for such a petty thing. So, yeah, it's weird that this went on for three years. 
but uh, he became obsessed and he bought a pair of expensive binoculars and he would stare out the window for hours. Uh, he even bought a security camera and he caught the vehicle driving by slowly and throwing the coffee cup out, but he couldn't get the license plate number. Eventually, one of the neighbors caught the guy in the act. Uh, they weren't able to see his face, but they were able to jot down the license plate number. Um, Edward went to police with all of his evidence and they actually took it pretty seriously. They looked him up and it was a man named Larry Pope who lived only a mile away. And when police told Edward um, Larry's name, it didn't really ring a bell to him, but his wife Cheryl overheard the name and came running into the room. And she's like, I know that man. In fact, she had worked with him for years. Uh, she was a union steward at her old job and would often get into these heated arguments with Larry. She described him as her arch nemesis, which is strange since earlier the couple said they had no enemies. But um, I wonder why she didn't suspect this guy. We got a quote here from shell-shocked Cheryl. She says, I found it very hard to believe that someone I knew would do something like that, especially at his age, end quote. Uh, yeah, Larry was 80 years old, which is <laughs> crazy. Um, police wanted to catch him in the act, so they sat in an unmarked car across the street. And sure enough, at 9.50 p.m. that night, he uh, showed up in his burgundy Chrysler Pacifica minivan. Uh, he chucked a cup of coffee, decaf, out the window and busted. Finally, on Sunday, April 18th, 2021, Larry's reign of terror came to an end. Police pulled him over and charged him with harassment, and he was ticketed for throwing refuse onto a roadway. Hamburg Police Chief Kevin Trask said, quote, We have neighbor disputes, but nothing like this kind of length. That's a grudge right there. Indeed it is, Kevin. So yeah, that's that's that's. Great. Do you have any arch arch uh, nemesis there? Oh Esther? gosh, I don't know. I should get one. <laughs> yeah, sounds cool. You really made it if you have an arch nemesis. You're a superhero or something. It sounds like that's crazy. I pictured somebody walking by and you know putting the cup on there. You know, and I first thought, why that same place? You know, same house or whatever. But yeah, if it was a personal yeah. vendetta, that makes sense. But then you said he was 80. I'm like, Jesus, how fast, you know, because this guy walk at 80. But then you're saying he's throwing yeah. it out of a car. He didn't even bother to walk. He's throwing it out of a, of a window. I'm surprised the cameras didn't pick that up, though. The guy had cameras. Yeah. And also um, 9.50 p.m. So no wonder it was decaf, I guess. That's that's kind of a strange schedule, right? Yeah. And he's 80, so yeah, he's maybe caffeine doesn't yeah. after <laughs> agree four, with you at after that After 4 p.m., he had to go decaf or something like that. That's yeah. amazing to me in, in your story that, that police actually came. So it must have been a small town or something. Yeah. Hamburg. I'm not, yeah, not really familiar with the place. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Do you want to keep up with what's new and upcoming on Once Upon a Crime? You can remain in the loop by following us on our social media channels. It's a great way to connect with me and the OUAC team. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Once Upon a Crime Pod. You can also join our Facebook group to interact with me and your fellow listeners. 
Look for Once Upon a Crime podcast fan page on Facebook. Follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Once Upon a Crime podcast on YouTube. We'd love it if you'd follow us on Twitter at Upon a Crime. And if you're on TikTok, find us at OUAC Pod. Get all the links to our social media channels at our website, truecrimepodcast.com. Okay, this one, I thought, this one's really ridiculous. And uh, I thought it kind of was somewhat in your wheelhouse, <laughs> uh, Leroy. So we'll, we'll see what you think of this one. So, okay, a suspect in Missouri wanted for possession of a controlled substance is likely regretting recent food choices after loud farting revealed his or her hiding spot near Liberty. I guess Liberty, Missouri. If you've got a felony warrant for your arrest, the cops are looking for you and you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot. You're definitely having a, and this was a tweet, and they put a poop emoji day. The Clay County Sheriff's Office mm. posted on Facebook. Further details on the case are sparse, but the fart jokes are plenty. <laughs> We've got to give props to the Liberty PD for using their senses to sniff him out, the Sheriff's Office commented on its own post. Thanks to Sheriff Clay County for airing out a wanted person's dirty laundry and fanning the flames, reads the official Liberty Twitter feed. And then the Liberty Police Department was surprised to see this incident slip out, which stinks for the arrestee. The city, nice. <laughs> the city notes no one was hurt during the incident, either by the gas or the resulting arrest. Like, okay. Yeah. And then there's a picture. And of course, it's probably just something they made up. Of like somebody hiding like under the bushes and they're like just their butt sticking out or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah, good. that is definitely in my wheelhouse. I love that. <laughs> I think I did an episode on a couple farting crimes. Yeah. It's, um I mean, how do you live that down? How do you <laughs> <laughs> love it? Okay. Let me get one in here. All right, so this one takes place in Michigan in 2021. A novice bank robber found out that he's not cut out for a life of crime. With cash in hand, the robber, an unemployed automotive designer, was headed out the door of the LaSalle Bank on Maple Road in Troy, Michigan, when he saw two police cars drive by. Uh, Lawrence C. Lawson, 60 years old of Madison Heights, then passed out. He fainted right there on the spot. Uh, employees of the bank rushed out and they called 911. Here's a quote from Lieutenant Jerry Sherlink. He says, it was just by coincidence, just randomly, two police officers are driving by. They weren't there to try to catch him or anything. Uh, they were completely unaware of the robbery that was committed. So Lawson was arraigned on charges of bank robbery and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. Uh, according to police, Lawson approached a teller inside the bank at about 12.30 p.m. He presented a note that clearly indicated a bank robbery. He was armed with a loaded three fifty seven caliber Smith & Wesson handgun. The uh, suspect suffers from a medical condition that made it likely for him to pass out. Oh, I don't know what that medical <laughs> condition would be. So Lawrence had no prior criminal record before this, and they found out that he had just lost his job a few months earlier, and the bills were piling up. So poor guy. Uh, I wasn't able to find out how much jail time he got. Hopefully they took it easy on the fella. But uh, I do know that the felony firearm charge carries a mandatory two-year sentence. So oh, wow. At least two years. Yeah, that could make Needless to out. say, mm -hmm. crime does not pay. Oh, gosh. He just, so he just saw the cops and just... He just fainted. <laughs> How the vapors? <laughs> Not very badass, but yeah, they were they were just driving by, I guess. And he saw them and just fainted right there on the concrete. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. That is, uh, I feel it's crazy that he he had the balls to actually like go through with like a bank robbery. Mm -hmm. That's that's wild. Yeah. And then as soon as he saw the cops, he just faints. <laughs> That's oh, rough. Man. Yeah, no, that yeah, definitely not, not not the best career move for him. It's just yeah. yeah and once you bring a once you bring a gun, it's hard to be intimidating, I guess, without a gun, like for a bank robbery. But yeah, that's that significantly significantly makes it worse though. Once you bring a gun into it, yeah. like you're screwed. Oh my god, so crazy. Okay, I have one. 
Okay, this one's titled Vain Vandalizer Sends Selfie. A man suspected of arson and vandalism sent a selfie to police in Ohio uh, because he found the photo on his arrest warrant to be unflattering. Donald Chip Pugh texted police a photo of himself and wrote, here's a better photo. That one is terrible. Then he told the local radio station, man, they just did me wrong. They put a picture out that made me look like I was a thundercat or James Brown on the run. I can't do that. <laughs> Lima Police Department responded by saying, quote, we thank him for being helpful, but now we would appreciate it if he would come speak to us. They didn't catch him yet. And he called into the station, I guess, while he was still on the run, apparently. It's oh, nice. He was later arrested in Florida. So let me see if I can... Pull this up so you can see, and I will definitely put this in a link. Florida. In notes, I know. <laughs> okay. Can you see that? Oh, there he is. So on the left, that that's so pretty. That, that's, okay, yeah, yeah, so that that's, is a bad picture. <laughs> he does look really bad. In that picture. He looks much more handsome than the other one, I must say. He, he does. You know, he's got, you know, his sunglasses he's, on. Um, <laughs> he doesn't look he's as. He's sticking his jaw out, right? Like the other one, he has a double chin. Yeah. <laughs> he looks heavier than the other one. I don't know if it's just the, the angle or if he had lost weight. Maybe he was just. Proud of the fact that he looks better than he used to in his mugshot or whatever that is. Because, yeah, his eyes yeah. are all bloodshot in that one. He's got, like, these cool shades on the other one. Yeah, it, I, I, yeah. I get it. I get it, you know? Like, it makes sense. Fresh haircut. <laughs> fresh got a fresh haircut in the, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Nicer shirt on, a little sweater going there or something. Yeah, so that was yeah, they, it's bad lighting in the, uh, you know, where they do the mug shots. I guess they're not really too concerned about all that. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, this guy, yeah, he was arrested. Yeah, he was later arrested. So, you know, thanks. We got a better picture of you now. So now we know who to look for. Yeah, really. That's so crazy, man. What, what's wrong with people? <laughs> that is so vain. Come on, man. You're like, that don't that don't look like me. What do you say? You look like James Brown I've on the run. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I wish you looked like James I've seen a couple of them uh, ones like that. Yeah, people get angry when they what's an, <laughs> it's an unflattering uh, mugshot. That's a good strategy by police if they do that on purpose. You know, <laughs> but not the worst picture you can find. I, I notice that on celebrity things when they're when they've when they're dragging a celebrity about something. You know, whether it's a Kardashian or whoever, it doesn't matter how good looking they are. They put the worst picture they can find of them, right? Yeah. Okay, their mouth's open or, you know, they just look, their <laughs> eyes are crossed or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I have one. Uh, it's kind of similar to one that you already said. In March of 2022, a Spring Hill, Florida man was arrested after calling 911 to report that he suspected some meth he had recently purchased was fake. Thomas Eugene Colucci asked the police to test it for authenticity, oh, <laughs> then arrest the dealer. <laughs> Deputies came to his house and arrested him instead. The police said if anyone had doubts about the authenticity of any illegal narcotics you have on hand or have obtained from another person, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office is pleased to provide this service free of charge. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And uh, police must love it when the criminals come to them, right? Like, yeah. makes their job a little easier. Was that in Florida, too? Uh, that was also Herne Spring Hill, Florida. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, Hernando <laughs> sounds like a like a town in Florida to me. It's just for some reason. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That, it, you know, and that's the other thing with that other lady, that Juanita lady, whatever. She also had them come to her house. Now, here's the thing. Not only are they going to arrest you for having drugs, but because you allowed them in your house and you already have illegal substances, now they can search your entire house. You know, they have cause to search <laughs> your entire house. So anything else that you have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's your first reaction is to go to the police. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of criminals. Like when they've been wronged, it's so hypocritical, right? They they go to the cops immediately. Yeah, no, they do. Very, very wow. law very law and order on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to receive texts from Once Upon a Crime? You can opt in by texting OUAC to four zero eight six seven six one seven seven zero. That's the letters O-U-A-C to 408-676-1770.
You'll receive texts alerting you to new episodes, special giveaways, true crime trivia, and more. The information is in the show notes as well as on our website, truecrimepodcast.com. Text messaging is provided by textsanity.com. Text message rates may apply. Titled this one, Million Dollar Moron. In 2001, 53-year-old Michael Anthony Fuller from North Carolina walked into a Walmart store and bought a vacuum cleaner and a microwave for $476. He attempted to pay for his purchase using a million-dollar note from the board game Monopoly. (laughs) And, of course, they're like, didn't want to take it, and he got very irate. He said, not only do you you have to take this, he demanded change of $999,524 from the cashier. He wanted his $999,000. Oh, my God. Uh, The police were promptly called and he was arrested. He was charged with attempting to obtain property by false pretenses with a bond of $97,500. Well, you just pull out that $100,000 monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, really. I didn't know they had $1 million notes in Monopoly. It's been a while since I played, but. And that's the other thing I looked this up. It's like, there is no million dollar note, like in, in American money. There's none. So yeah. <laughs> even, if thought, even if he thought it was real, it, it wouldn't have been because I think the biggest one they said is a hundred. I think there was a hundred thousand dollar note, like, but that's like rare. Like they made just a few of them or some for some reason um yeah yeah you're gonna purchase maybe like a house with that or a car i don't i don't know like it's ridiculous to have money that that large right especially these days with you can just you know automated kind of thing yeah nobody cares cash cash on although we kind of badass to carry around a million dollar bill in your wallet just you know for off the chance you might want to buy something I got or tech- imagine losing that. Like, oh, I just lost a million dollar bill. Oh shit! Like that's insane. Are you going? <laughs> you go to buy a like, car, car seven? Do you take cash? <laughs> and if at, if at Walmart they just had a million dollars and change on hand, like why don't you just rob them at that point? I guess you try to do it legit. Change. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> yeah, a microwave and a vacuum cleaner. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one, I, I did this one in a TikTok, but I think only 500 people saw it. So, so it's safe to do it here. <laughs> I do have a TikTok, by the way. It's, it's funny. You know, it's not great, but it's good. Okay. So she was caught orange handed. A woman was busted for a home invasion in Oklahoma. Thanks in part to Cheeto dust found in her teeth. Authorities allege. Sharon Carr was arrested on a first-degree burglary charge after she committed the dangerously cheesy act at a home in Tulsa, police said. Cops say they arrived at the home that night where a mom of two young kids had called 911 to report that another lady had pried off a screen uh, from her window and gotten inside. The snack-loving sneak had already fled but cops say they found a bag of Cheetos and a bottle of water on the floor near the open window. A few seconds later, however, Sharon emerged from the shadows, police told news station KTUL. Shout out. Um, The mom ID'd her as the invader, and the bust was further cemented when they found the incriminating orange snack food residue still stuck in her teeth. Cops think she dropped the bag while making her escape. A good reminder that Cheeto dust can be pretty hard to get rid of, Tulsa police wrote on Facebook. So, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> and uh, they're right. That Cheeto dust is no joke. But <laughs> you're trying to clean that up. <laughs> like, imagine being that casual <laughs> yeah. about, you know, you're breaking, you're breaking into a home and, uh, you know, you bring a snack with you. Yeah, I've, I've heard so. that. Well, first of all, I have to say in her teeth, like I would think they were talking about like on her hands. But <laughs> what did they have her do? <laughs> Smile. You want to check your teeth? <laughs> yeah definitely your fingers right i want to see the photos I mean, it of does that get I mean, did they take evidence photos of her teeth <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't hold up in court though like that could have been any bag of cheetos probably right <laughs> yeah exactly they just use it to get a confession or something like that oh yeah, my god definitely not her first rodeo if she's just chilling there you know yeah. having a snack while she robs a place but i thought about that it must be pretty um tempting like when you're in somebody's home 
and you feel like you have the run of the place to kind of see what's in the refrigerator, you know, or like, I don't know. It must be because I've heard so many, even I've heard this for a couple, a couple of different serial killers have done this. I know BTK did that. He, he made a sandwich or something in one of the homes that he killed some woman. And uh, yeah. I believe it was also the Night Stalker did the same thing. Like he yeah, Richard Ramirez yeah. drank a Mountain Dew and a banana or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I but mean, yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, I was assuming, um, I was assuming that she brought the Cheetos and the water with her. But yeah, yeah do you think she's that's what she stole from I, the house? Yeah, because okay, <laughs> I don't think I'd bring the if I'm trying to burgle a house. I don't think I'd bring a bag of Cheetos because that would make noise, right? Because it crinkles, makes all kinds of noise. Like I don't, yeah. know, I don't know. I know. I th- I think she probably, you know, kind of checked the the snack cabinet before she left to see what was in there. Like. <laughs> Like, are you that much of a scumbag that this isn't even pre-planned, right? You kind of just see a house with an open window. Although it said she even pried off a screen to get in there. Yeah. And you're just like, "Ah, I'm hungry. Yeah. And then you just waltz into someone's home. Yeah. I mean, I could see like maybe somebody, you know, grabbing a beer, you know, bottle of booze or something like that. Um, The original Night Stalker, right? Uh, Joseph D'Angelo or whatever, Mm -hmm. the... Whatever they call him, yeah, East Area Rapist, yeah, Golden State Killer, all the yeah. Names. I think he, I think he used to have sandwiches too, or something. Raid the fridge. Oh God. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a dominance move, yeah. I guess. But Richard, I'm all, I don't know. Richard Ramirez was super skinny, so maybe he was hungry all the time. You know, maybe, maybe that's yeah. He was he did live at the he lived at the Cecil Hotel for a yeah. bit too. That's so he didn't probably have a kitchen. Great. He probably just ate. I kind of think of. Richard Ramirez is being like, he probably just eats crap, like junk, like, you know, he's eating chips and candy and his teeth were bad. You know, it's just, yeah, he just seems like kind of a yeah. gross dude. Not the best diet, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not brushing his teeth or whatever, you know, he doesn't follow a strict regime. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> okay, this one's called The Terrorist Who Claimed His Own Reward. Officials were left baffled by an Afghan Taliban commander who gave himself up and then tried to claim the $100 reward for his capture. Mohammed Ashan, a, quote, middle to low level Taliban commander, was suspected of organizing attacks on U.S. and Afghan troops in the east of the country. According to reports, he walked up to a police checkpoint in 2012, pointed to a wanted poster featuring his face and asked for the $100 finder's fee. The authorities were at a loss to explain his actions, although one U.S. official reportedly told journalists, quote, clearly, this man is an imbecile, end quote. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> can't even speak to them. He doesn't speak. He's pointing to the picture. He's like, look, me, me, $100, $100. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a moron. No wonder he was low level. <laughs> That's that's an insult right there too, eh? low to mid level. But it says the <laughs> Taliban commander. Okay. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Okay. That's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get my last one in here. And I really do love a clumsy burglar, and this guy doesn't disappoint. So police are searching for an inept burglar who was beaten by his victim. The beating was inflicted by a 42-year-old woman who discovered the man in her back garden in Norwich, Norfolk, England. He tried to flee but got stuck on a fence, (laughs) and the woman thrashed him with a bamboo cane repeatedly. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, After that, this uh, bungling burglar ran away into a neighbor's yard where he knocked over a broom in a garden nearby. Uh, He then apparently became dazed and confused by a bright security light which went off and then he fell into a garden pond um, <laughs> before making his escape. This guy was never caught and is considered unarmed and not very dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a rough one. He's probably disoriented by a bamboo cane. That's, that's not a joke. No, man, that would hurt. That would hurt. But she just had to happen to have that on hand, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know maybe bamboo in your back garden, but, I don't know if it was a cane. Yes. Yeah. And she was 42. I mean, that's not, that's not very old. Yeah. That guy, yeah, I think falls twice. In, falls, that in was... a, falls in a pond. Oh my God. <laughs> the only thing that would have made that better is when he fell over the fence. 
that like he lost his pants. <laughs> yeah. And then he ran into the that's next always my pantsless. <laughs> that's my fear when I um climb a fence, right? To get stuck like at the top. Yeah. Your your crotch or your pants or whatever. <laughs> so that might have been what happened. And then he was getting beaten with the cane and then he ripped his pants and <laughs> fell into a pond. There's <laughs> a spotlight on him. Oh god. <laughs> It's like a Three Stooges episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another one who shouldn't make crime his uh, his career. Okay. This last one actually has this really good video that goes with it. So I'm going to put, I'm going to have a link in the show so people could watch it. So this is called Bungled Taco Shop Burglary Becomes Viral Ad. Um, this was in December of 2015 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Says most restaurant owners would worry that a burglary might scare away customers. Frijoles and Frescas, which is the name of the taco shop in Las Vegas, which if they had it right would say Frijoles y Frescas, which is Spanish, but Frijoles and Frescas grilled tacos <laughs> in Las Vegas turned its break in into an advertisement. The eatery security cameras caught three men robbing the restaurant around 3.30 a.m. on December 16th. But after police were unable to track down the crooks, Quote, we wanted a way to get the word out there and thought we could reach more people by making it a little more lighthearted, the manager, uh, Greg Carlson, told the Las Vegas Sun. So Carlson used the security footage and text overlays to spoof the burglars in a YouTube video titled, Burglars Just Want Tacos. So the first caption where you see this guy, he's outside of the, the taco shop and it's got like a glass door. And he throws a, a brick at it, but it just bounces off. So when he's throwing it, it says, guy wants tacos, as you know, you see, watch this part of the video. A caption reads, as a man attempts to break the shop's door with a rock or a brick or something, he fails. And he tries, again, it says, guy really wants tacos. Another caption says, as the second entry is successfully breached. So now he breaks in. And the footage next captures the burglars frantically searching the restaurant and checking out the cash register. And the, the caption says, maybe they keep the tacos in the register after the burglars eventually scurry away. And this goes on for a couple of minutes. They're looking like in other rooms, like in the, the office or something like that. They have all these captions of it, like these guys are just looking for tacos, right? It says, uh, after the burglars eventually scurry away, a car can be seen picking them up. And when the car comes, there's cameras like at the front of the, in the restaurant and at the back where the office is, they have cameras outside. And you see this car driving up, like outside, like obviously the getaway car. And it says, here comes mom to pick them up. <laughs> it says, and then it shows the guy, like they go to the car and they get in, but then one comes back and goes back through the broken door. And then it says, mom wants a taco too. And then it says, going to get mom's taco. The video ends uh, that Frijoles and Frescas takes full responsibility for the crazy things people do in quest of its tacos. And then it writes at the end, and now now it's the actual ad, like the commercial says, come find out why they wanted our tacos so badly. And then it shows pictures of these, you know, good looking tacos and stuff. So this was featured on Reddit's video subreddit. Um, and the improvised ad, this was back then, had been viewed more than two million times. Though Carlson says the burglars did really minimal damage, a police rep notes that the three suspects, quote, are part of a larger string of burglaries in which smaller restaurants and fast food restaurants with glass windows are being targeted and ransacked. But I just checked this YouTube video to date. I said this was a few years ago, has almost 5 million views now. And I don't wow. know if they caught these guys or not. Uh, it sounds like they did because they said, you know, there was a bunch of this happening in Las Vegas. But yeah, it's 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 pretty good the way they, they use that. And the, the video footage is really good. Um, that, you know, they show them from all different angles. And the other thing that's really funny in this when when you watch it is that um, at one point, you know, they can't find any money, of course, they're looking for money. And they they grab the POS, the point of sale, you know, the where it has the drawer. Yeah, it has like the computer and then it has the drawer there. When you're open, that's where the money goes. But of course, this is after hours at three in the morning. There's no money in there. They t <laughs> they pull the whole thing and then they take that out. And when the guy comes back in to the restaurant, he actually takes the other one. So he pulls the other one out. So whoever was in the car said, you know, grab the other one apparently or something. Um, <laughs> but there's no, there's got to be no money in there. They're not keeping money in there. Like after hours, it's be in a safe or it'd be, you know, already dropped at the bank or whatever. So yeah, these guys yeah. are not, not, the, not the brightest, but yeah. You think if they're doing this for several restaurants, they would know that by now. Like there's no money. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was thinking like, that's a great marketing strategy, right? If you, if you dressed up in disguise or got someone else to yeah. do this ridiculous robbery of your store and it went viral. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you could turn that into like just free, free advertising. Yeah. You'd be in like all, all the, all the news and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm gosh. sure someone's tried that. That's yeah. I saw another one where, um, someone threw a brick at a window and it bounced off and then it knocked him out cold. He was, <laughs> they saw the footage and he was knocked out for at least a minute oh and then he God. gets back up and he just walks away after. Like, I don't know if it's bulletproof glass or something. <laughs> Crime, crime is not an easy career, apparently. So yeah, oh I'm surprised God. that's that's a move you you try to sue the store or the uh, the window company, like call the police. <laughs> <laughs> like. Well, that's all I got. For- yeah, me too. Okay, cool. So that's it for us, huh? For this month, yeah, that was that was really fun. Like I said, this is the first time I've done this where I've had somebody on multiple times to help me out here, but I thought this was a great. Uh, collaboration. I couldn't have done this one without you for sure because <laughs> this is not my will. This is yours. But I, <laughs> I, I enjoy. I enjoyed it very much, and I hope. I think our listeners. I'm getting a feedback, and they seem to to really be having fun with it too. So that's cool. But yeah, you showed me. I thought you were just. I thought you were being nice. Maybe there was a few people <laughs> saying like, "Who the heck is this guy?" I apologize. I w- I was a little excited the first episode, and I was like, "Oh, I'm kind of talking over Esther." You know, it's hard because there might be like a sec half second delay, yeah. so it's it's kind of like uh, weird in that way. But yeah. you know, I try my best. But um, yeah, you're too humble. You yeah. you did a great job. You you could have done it without me. But I appreciate you inviting <laughs> me here. And anytime you want to do a collab again, yeah. uh, like I really enjoyed this. So yeah, yeah anytime cool. I would love to. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was, this was great. This was really fun. So do you have anything special planned for the hundredth episode? That's under wraps. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm going to cover the crimes that took place at Tim Hortons, oh. which it's, it's super Canadian really. Yeah. Right. Like uh, Tim Hortons is like the, the, coffee shop that everyone talks about in Canada there's always a huge lineup there it's ridiculous hugely overrated I don't know like when you visited Toronto I don't know if you ever went to Tim Hortons I did go once to Tim Hortons I had to that was you have to right yeah (laughs) underwhelming underwhelming but yeah I'm hoping to get a few um different podcasters in there Canadian ones I've reached out to some to just get their opinions on it and stuff definitely my brother I'll make him um (laughs) <laughs> voices opinion and it's I'm gonna sure, be fun and i'm sure I'm, there'll be some air horns involved which is always my favorite thing i don't know why every uh, time you every time you say air horns i crack up every single time like well do you remember like the reason i kind of doubled down I, I i did the air horn once i i forget even why but um, someone gave me a one-star review, and they said they had a seizure, like from, from the air horn. And I, I sincerely felt bad about it. I'm like, oh my god, it's terrible. But I think I told my brother about it, and he, he was laughing uncontrollably. So then I, I just kind of posted it somewhere, and it, like everyone thought it was hilarious that someone potentially had a seizure. But I think they were lying. I don't know. People make and then I got shit. these people who have like they actually have epilepsy and stuff, and they're like, "No, do more air horn. I love it. Like you know, it's <laughs> it's fine." But yeah, <laughs> I do three air horns to uh, induct horns. them into the. I mean, I can see if they said Very something serious. like, I was driving and I drove off the road because of the air horns. Yeah. But a seizure, come on, man. You're, you're making that up. That's not true. <laughs> so I think that's so also dramatic. the reason why I laughed because I know that that was like a controversy at the, be- at the beginning. And the air horns is so now every time you do it, it's like, it's, a, it's doubly funny to me now. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Potentially committing a murder. Yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! All right. Well, anyway, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, we'll be we'll be talking soon. We'll be texting soon, right? We're texting texting. Oh friends. yes, yes, Most definitely. <laughs> and yeah, again, congratulations on the hundred episodes. And I'm looking forward to it. I I always do. That will do it for today's episode of Once Upon a Crime. And it will also wrap up the series, Fool Me Once. Once again, I'd like to thank my guest, Leroy Luna, for helping me out all month with these ridiculous crime stories. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a blast. If you want more crazy crime stories, crime that will make you laugh and say, what the heck? 
And or if you just want more Leroy, check out his show, Excuse Me, That's Illegal. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow him on TikTok at excusemethatsillegal.pod. There are links in the show notes. Join Once Upon a Crime on Patreon for early release, ad-free episodes, as well as bonus episodes. This month, you'll get an extra episode where I'll tell you about foolish serial killers. We often think of serial killers as evil geniuses, but in my research, I've discovered that even serial killers make bonehead mistakes. Become a Patreon member to listen to a bonus episode I've titled BTK Blunders. Go to patreon.com slash onceuponacrime to join. Thanks. Once Upon a Crime will be back to its regular format next Monday as I kick off the new series for May, where we take a look at the crimes that landed women on death row. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Once Upon a Crime is written and produced by me, Esther Sanchez Ludlow. My production assistant is Lorena Garcia, and additional research for this episode was provided by Emma Battaglia. Until next time, be good to one another. Oh, hey there. You like true crime stories, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, who doesn't? But I gotta admit, after a while all those stories of murder and heartache, well, they tend to go straight to my hips. So that's why I, Leroy Luna, have created a podcast called Excuse Me, That's Illegal, where we'll take a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. No TED Talks on Bundy here. The letters BTK won't be coming from these lips. Unless he had a brother that used to steal library books. Suppose I'd be willing to go balls deep into that one if that were the case. Anyways, you'll hear stories such as the Mad Pooper, a female jogger who wreaked havoc in a Colorado Springs neighborhood, using one family's front yard as her own personal dumping grounds. If this kind of content sounds like it's up your alley, excuse me, that's illegal, is available right now on all your favorite podcatchers. So come join me. I'll be right here waiting for you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.